Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Hallelujah. That is such a blessing. He wants it all today. I love that song. It's an excellent song. He wants it all today. And you're going to find out that that is the way that you break into your deliverance. I pray um, I'm seeing that the attendance is low. So I'm wondering if folks are having challenges getting on the call. So if I start pausing, uh, that's going to be because uh, I'm going to have to give some instructions Folks may start texting me about uh, getting on the call, <clears throat> but we'll see. For the time being, we're going to roll with who we have on the line, and thank God for that. We have uh, the. We're going to continue in our study of Matthew chapter six. Matthew chapter six, looking at verse number thirteen, and as we examine the prayer. Uh, the model prayer that the Lord set forth for us to to use as a model, instructions in prayer and praying. And um, starting off in verse number nine, it says, After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Now, breaking into uh, verse number 13, it says, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Um, So we're going to take the B portion of that scripture tonight and kind of analyze it a little and and use that as a backdrop for our study tonight. Um, We're looking at deliver us from evil. Now, if you pull uh, Matthew, and I'm going to the Bible Hub, BibleHub.com, and that's Matthew, uh, looking at 613, and you know on the BibleHub.com, it pulls it up in uh, several, I'm talking like 15, I'm going to guess, at 15 different translations, Matthew, for some odd reason, that didn't take six. And 13, Matthew 6, 13. Okay, here we go. And um, many of the translations read, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Rescue us from the evil one. 
So when, again, you start to say deliver us from evil, when you translate that, but deliver us from evil, English Standard Version says deliver us from evil, but many of the Bibles, uh, the Berean, 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 a study Bible, deliver us from the evil one. So that's important for us to see. But what I do like in Matthew chapter 6, 13th verse, and you know in the Message Bible it groups the verses together, so you have to kind of look down in that um, range of verses 7 through 13 and pick out where it really dissects that portion of the scripture. And listen to this. It says here, keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. Now, that's very, very powerful because many of the temptations that we experience is because the way the Bible says when uh, we are drawn drawn away, I believe that's in when we are drawn away, and what is that? Uh, James chapter four, James chapter one, uh, James chapter one, verse number fourteen. So again, when it starts to talk about uh, delivering us from evil, you've got to understand that there is something that's inside of you also that causes you to be tempted. Many times we blame things on the devil. That uh, I like the way the Message Bible breaks down Matthew six thirteen, where it says, uh, "We not only from the evil one, but deliver us from ourselves." But, and this is James chapter 1, verse 14, but each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desires and enticed. Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. Now, many times when we start talking about it's difficult to deal with the enemy, it's difficult to deal with uh, different things. It is the sin that's inside of you. The Living Bible calls it um, our own desires. The, inter- the New International Version says that, that we are dragged away by, by their own evil desires. Okay? Uh, again, that Berean study Bible, but each one is tempted when by his own evil desires he is, listen, lured lured away and enticed. And and, and the enemy, you know, not standing up in his defense, uh, sometimes he gets falsely accused from something that's happening in your flesh. And if you don't keep that flesh under subjection, then guess what? It will draw you away. So you've got to be very, very careful when it comes to this thing called the flesh, which we already know in Ephesians chapter 6, there is a war going on between your spirit man and your flesh man, and many times that flesh is ruling. And, and when I say it rules, because when you have these desires, somebody can't control their appetite. Uh, and, it, and no matter what that appetite is for, whether it's for food, whether it's for shopping, whether it's for um, pornography, whether it's for sex, when, when that flesh... When you don't control that flesh, that flesh will control you. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, and what it says here in the English Standard Version, it lures you away. It entices you. 
and the next thing you know, you're heading off in another direction. Well, what we're praying for here is that the evil one, because the enemy has a coalition, thank you, Holy Spirit, a coalition of, of angels that fight and lure. And when I say they fight, the, the, sometimes I believe that's the wrong phrase to use for certain people, because when you say fight, then it appears that they have power and that they're shooting uh, um, uh, weapons at you. They're, listen, the only weapon they have, you better understand it, it is that suggestion and that suggestion. The, the faith, the, the shield of faith that, that quenches all the fiery darts, these fiery darts are those things that ignite our imagination, ignites our sensitivities towards those things that are dark, those things that are evil, and the enemy learns how to take those fiery darts and ignite those things and cause us to go off into another area because of our flesh. you got to bring that flesh under subjection. And matter of fact, the Bible tells us exactly how to deal with that flesh. It says, what was it? More the fire, the deeds of the flesh. And that's very, very, Romans 8 and 13, Romans 8 and 13, and uh, what is that, BibleHub.com, very good. This is key for us. It says, for if ye live according to the flesh, you will die. So, again, and, 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 if, and if you as a believer really have the knowledge that, yes, I'm living in this world, but spiritually I'm dead. And you've got to understand, you've got to have this love to live spiritually. It says here, but if by the Spirit ye put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. Living Bible translation, for if you live by its dictates, if you live by its dictates, the flesh's dictates, you will die. But if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. And that's hallelujah goes right there. Thank you, God. I got the answer. I've got to stop letting this flesh rule my life. So when you live that way, when you live by the, the, the continuous, continuously putting to death the activities of the Bible. That's the international standard version. For if you live according to the human nature, you are going to die. But if by the Spirit you continuously put to death the activities of the body, you will live. Now, the guy, yes, he is living, but he is a living by the, the ways of this flesh, the ways of his human nature, the ways of this body, and you are living in the flesh, but you are not living in the spirit. So if you will live, and let me tell you something, that living right there goes well beyond just being here on earth. It is also your eternal life. You accept, when you get separated from God by your sin nature, and live that way, let me tell you something, that's a death that you don't want to die. It says here in um, in the God's Word translation, if you live by your corrupt nature, you're going to die. And when it says you're going to die, that means that you're not going into eternity. 
that you're not living spiritually, that you are separated. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me kind of living? So, yes, you are alive here on earth, but you are not living in the spirit. You're not having effect. You're not having the effects that you're supposed to have, the power that you're supposed to have in the spirit realm. But if you use your spiritual nature to put to death the evil activities of the body, you will live. Good God Almighty. That's powerful right there. God's word translation. Use your spiritual nature. And many folks are not tapping into the spiritual side of who they are. All right? So when we look at this, um, you got to look at not only the enemy, but look at your sinful nature. Now, the devil in, Rome, in Revelation chapter 12, verse number 9, you've got to understand the devil is a deceiver. He works through deceit, and that is his power to trick you into believing that what God has said, good God Almighty, what God has said is not valid. I hope you see it in the, in the Genesis account with Eve. That exact same scenario played out in many different ways. It's the same thing. Did God really say? Did God really say? Did God really say? It's many different angles of the exact same trick. And if you don't understand that the enemy is coming at you to deceive you, and the, and the main thing he wants to deceive you about is the, is the faithfulness, is the power, is the awesomeness of the word of God. If he can get you to really believe that this medicine don't work, then you're going to stop taking it. And, 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 and when it comes to me and it looks at the, the medicines of this world, thank God for doctors. Thank God for their study. Thank God for the knowledge that they have. Thank God for this medicine. However, if I start taking the medicine and I start getting these side effects, let me tell you something. You ain't got to tell me twice. I ain't taking the medicine no more. Why? Because I'm going to deal with God. I don't have to deal with any other person. I don't have to go back to the doctor and explain, listen, this started happening when I started taking this medicine. I've got to go back to my father. I trust God more than I trust this doctor. I trust God more than I trust this medicine. And when it comes to, listen, I will not even believe. I will take the pills and I will be, I will be believing that it's going to make me sick. I will be believing that it's going to harm me. Why? Because I took it in good faith. This is going to take this is going to take away my pain. This is going to change what is happening in my body. Boom, I took the pill. Wow, okay, let me check my spirit. No, I'm not negative about it. I'm positive about it. Bloom, I took the pill. Bloom, I took the pill. Okay, wow, I'm starting to feel sick to the stomach. Bloom, I took the pill. Wow, my head is starting to hurt. So whatever starts to change in my body, I've got to be honest. Let me tell you, this is the key right here. Be honest with yourself. You've got to be honest with yourself. And this is across the board. This is what really hinders a lot of folks because you won't be honest with yourself. Know that the enemy, 12, Revelations 12 and 9, he's a deceiver and that's the way he's coming. He's going to come at you to deceive you. Now, watch this. Turn with me to, um, let me pop here real quick, John chapter 17. Now, again, 
Um, you, you may not be intrigued with the Bible the way I'm intrigued with the Bible. There are certain scriptures that just jump out at me. I believe that they jump out at me because God directs me towards those particular scriptures. Today I was again in, um, again, I was in, um, in, what was it? I think it was Second Samuel. And, and when I was reading it, going through this particular text, this is about leading up to when David uh, uh, slept with Bathsheba, and after he slept with Bathsheba, all of the turmoil that broke loose in his life, and 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 then um, from from that point all the way to the end, I believe it's Second Samuel twenty-four, just I, I, all of the chaos that was in David's life, and to know that. David, and again, I believe it's significant in our study tonight that David was God's man. I mean, so many times in the scriptures it says a man, David, a man after God's own heart, and King David this, and King David, and and then he was buried in in the the, the uh, city of David. However, David allowed, and 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 I hope you you know the significance. I hope you know the significance of it that um that that David it was a time when kings uh, uh let me let me just punch it in a time when kings go to war okay now that's second Samuel chapter eleven verse number one now. If when you look at this, I mean, just from the from point face value, there was a time kings were going out to war. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Hold on, you know what? I'm gonna have to go old school. I know it's Second Samuel. Right now, this is where I was, and then that's twenty-four. So now, watch this. And and it's a, and it's a beautiful. Uh, let's see, David here. Okay, here we go. Second Samuel. And Nathan rebukes him in chapter 12. And again, I just want this a reference for folks for folks who who, who don't know it. And and in Second Samuel chapter 11, it's called David's great sin. And when you see it, it says, "And it came to pass that after the year was expired." Now, what you've got to do is you've got to read chapter nine and chapter ten. And and when you do it, listen. You got to pray and ask God to reveal to you. See, many Christians are going through, and they wonder. They they. This is when I'm talking about being honest. They wonder why in the world they're going through what they're going through. Well, again, if you would have studied the patriarchs of old and found the snare that trapped them, then maybe you wouldn't have walked the exact same way that they walked and got caught in the exact same snare. How in the world would you walk? Here it is. They say, don't go in the kitchen. Somebody spilled dish detergent. 
palm olive, the liquid kind, not the grain, the grains that you you pour into the cup in the dishwasher. Uh, that ain't that slippery. It still may make you fall, but it ain't slippery like that that liquid palm olive, that oily palm olive. Somebody spilled a whole bottle of palm olive on a marble floor to make it even worse. A marble floor in the kitchen, and and so and so just went in there, slipped, fell. And broke their back. Okay? You got the scenario. You walk in the kitchen. <laughs> Let's make it a little bit easier. With the lights out. So you didn't see it. You heard about it. You walked in the kitchen. Slipped and fell on the exact same floor. Guess what? And broke your back. Well, it would have been different if somebody didn't tell you. Yes, I understand the light was out. And I, and I have to add that to it. Why? Because sometimes the enemy or sometimes your sinful flesh, it kind of camouflages. Thank you, Holy Ghost. It kind of camouflages the, the same attack. So like I said with Eve, it's the same attack, but it's coming at a different angle, but it's the exact same thing. It's deception. It is deceive. He's deceiving you, and whether it's your flesh or whether it's the enemy, you got to understand. You, listen, I understand the light was out, but you was already told. Here, if you look at verse chapter 9 and chapter 10, and you see the battles that David had just come out of, and then all of a sudden it's a time where kings go out, uh, the expires, and the time where kings go forth, to battle, and David sent Joab, uh, his servant, with him and all of Israel, and destroyed the children of Ammon, and besieged Reba, but David tarried still at Jerusalem. Listen, when it's time for you to be fighting, when it's time for you to get up and go to prayer, when it's time for you to read your Bible, you, listen, don't let anything distract you. Yes, I understand. Whatever it is, chips, TV show, male, female, phone call, uh, uh, social media, shopping, I don't care what it is. You've got to understand that that's there to, the lights was out to deceive you, to camouflage the danger that you didn't see the glistening of the palm olive on the floor to break your back. Let me tell you this. Can I add to it? Now, from that day forward, you're paralyzed. And many times, this paralysis happens in our life, and it may paralyze us from growing and from doing spiritual things in the Lord three, four, five years, seven years. You haven't been able to do anything the way you used to, the way the same hunger and things of that nature. Why? Because you got tricked by the enemy or you got tricked by your own flesh. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. So what happens here? When we look at John... And this is where we're going to go, John 17. And that is another very powerful prayer of Jesus. I pray that you read the entire thing. But when you read it, listen to this. Watch what he prayed. And this is how you start to understand the, 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 the mindset of the Father. And I'm going to back up a little bit. The, the verse number 15, it says, I pray not that thou should take them out of the world, but that thou should keep them from 
the evil. Thank you, Holy Ghost. My God, my God. He is so good. God is so good. You will find out, listen, when you start walking with him, you will find out in the intricate parts of the details of your life, he is right there. Watch this. Verse number, I don't want to get too deep into this because it moves me ahead, but I want to get it because I know I found it late in my study when it, it, when it pertains to John chapter uh, 17, verse 15. Watch this in verse number 16 and 17. It says, they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Listen, sanctify them through thy truth. What is, the, what is your truth, Lord? Thy word is truth. Now, you've got to understand, when Jesus is praying this prayer to the Father, he's praying it in this form because God already knew what the truth was. He already knows how to sanctify them. He's praying the prayer that we might know, that we might understand that you need this word. And the enemy is tricking you from having an intimate relationship with God through a letter. Watch what it says here. That's verse number 16 and 17. I'm going to read that same verse, and, and let me see if I can get it. I'm going to read it in the easy to read, okay? 16 and 17. It says, they don't belong to the world just as I don't belong to the world. Make them ready for your service through your truth. Your teachings is truth. Verse number 17, listen to this. It says, make them pure, hallelujah, make them pure and holy through teaching them your words of truth. So the more you take in this word, the more you apply this word to your life, the more you meditate on it day and night, you will be like a tree. The reason, listen, I've seen it in recent days. I've seen several trees in the same area. They were blown over. Other trees were standing firm. But these trees was toppled over. When they topple over, I see that it appears that the root system is not strong. That's why it says I'll make you like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Listen, let me tell you something. The strength that you get is from this word, from you knowing this word and then applying this word, for you speaking this word. We talk about it at Mount Enon all the time. I am, I am, I am. That's how you get your strength. Your strength comes through claiming the word, the promises of God in your life, the, the, the strength is gained through you applying this word and knowing this word. Listen, when I'm weak, see, this is when I know it. When I'm weak, I can call on him and he is strong. All right? I'm going to get back to that again if the Lord leads me that way. First Corinthians, that was John 17, 15 through 17. Okay? And now First Corinthians chapter 10. In First Corinthians chapter 10, it says, no temptation has seized. And I'm going to go there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to each one of them. Page up. Go home. All right? And it's 1 Corinthians 1, Corinthians, and we're going to 13. 
Nope. First Corinthians 10. Yep, 10. And I'm just going to punch in 10. And I'm tempted. I'm tempted at times. I'm tempted. I'll tell you how I'm tempted. I'm tempted to, to, to read more scripture. <laughs> I'm supposed to be going to 1013, and I am tempted. I'm always tempted to get off track. And sometimes it could. It could be evil. Even though I'm reading a word, it could be evil. Why? To get me distracted because I know how many scriptures I got to go over. It could be evil to read the, to, to read the Bible during my this Bible study time. Why? Because it's going to get you distracted. It's, it's something good, though. It's more word. Maybe God didn't want you to go over those scriptures. He wanted you to dig deeper into this one. Maybe he's lightening something. He already gave me this. I'm tempted. But I thank God it's tempted over the word. Thank God that if, if I give you this part of the word or that part of the word, it's all good. You know how you get a piece of meat. I like steak. And when I eat that steak, sometimes you get a piece of steak. My goodness, there's a big old piece of fat right here. I was eating some corned beef. The corned beef was good. But my goodness, there's a big old piece of fat right here. I don't want that part of the corned beef. I don't want that part of the steak. It's fat. It ain't no good for me. But the word, let me tell you something. All the word is good. All the word is good. Let me, let, but, but I'm going to be obedient right here. Let me get to verse number 13. Verse number 13 in the King James Version says, There has no temptation taken you, but such as common to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be what? Tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may do what? Bear, be able to bear it. That's what he's doing. He's giving you the ability to bear it. No test or temptation that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. All you need to remember is that God will never let you down. That's the Message Bible translation. God will never let me, let me down. Listen, that's how you say it. I am confident that my father will never let me down. I am confident that my God will never let me down. I am confident that God is well able to deliver me. I am confident. And listen, when you train your spirit, man, listen, your your subconscious man will start to receive it. Your spirit will uh, have it planted inside of you. And when you get this thing deep inside of you, your spirit man will take it over. And the next thing you know, temptations that used to draw you away, temptations in your flesh, temptations and deceit from the enemy will no longer have that kind of effect on you. Why? Because you have trained yourself to know the word of God and to apply the word of God in your life. All you need to remember is that God will never let you down. He will never let you be pushed past your limit. I hope you got a message. Do you have a message Bible? Did you get a message Bible or are you looking at it on your phone or are you pulling it up on your laptop or the desktop? Pull it up in the Bible Gateway uh, app. And let you know, listen, he will never, God will never let you be pushed past your limits. He will always be there to help you come through it. Good God Almighty. Watch this. Here it is again. Amplified. No, not amplified. Easy to read. 
Easy to read. Last one. God will always give you a way to escape that temptation. Then you will be able to endure it. Listen, I hope you understand that God does allow. Write that word down, A-L-L-O-W. He allows. He will allow you to be tempted. But with the temptation, he'll give you a way to escape. He'll give you a way to escape. Oh, we're going to have a good time with this one. Uh, go to the Bible Hub. Go to the Bible Hub on, with this. Uh, uh, two, Thessalonians. All right? Three and three. Watch this. Very, very powerful. I love it. Oh, no, 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 no. It couldn't be. The first thing I'm going to read it in, the first one I'm going to read it in is not from the, it's going to be from the Message Bible. So I'm going to Thessalonians, okay, 3, 3. All right, in the Message Bible tra translation, and this is what, again, you, you, sometimes we need that, we need that sounding board. We need that person, which we call a, 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 mm, thank you, Holy Ghost, an accountability. How many, listen. Let's, can we take a pop quiz real quick? We're going to survey everybody that's on the line. Uh, ask yourself real quick, who's your accountability person? Who's that person that can check you? Do you have a person that can check you? You know what I'm saying. When you step out of line and you're just talking to them in general and then you tell them something that you did and, the, and then they check you, they say, you know something, that's not right. Nathan, Nathan, if you look in Second in Samuel and, and, and when he sinned, when, when 2 Samuel chapter 11, when he sinned in chapter 12, Nathan rebukes David. Good God Almighty. If you don't have an accountability person, let me tell you something. You are loose cannon. If you don't have somebody that you trust enough in God. See, God built us. He built us to depend on one another because that's why he says we are one body. you got an office. He's got an office. This person's got a job to do. That person's got a job to do. But you so high and mighty, can't nobody check you. That's a, that is a dangerous, thank you, Holy Ghost, that's a dangerous place to be in where nobody can check you. Well, you are God. Listen, you are God in and of your, you are God unto, thank you, Holy Ghost, unto yourself. What you say is golden. What you say rules. What you say is the law. You've got to be in a position where somebody can check you. You run into some people, and each time you even attempt to check them in any kind of way, they've got to come back. They've got some kind of way that they're coming back to you and to correct. They're trying to smooth over. They're using, listen, they're using the tactics of the enemy to, to deceive and to deceit them on their own selves. They ain't doing nothing but deceiving them on their own selves. But in actuality, what's happening is the enemy, their sinful flesh, is ruling in their life by way of suggestion. Good God Almighty. Come on, let's read it. And and and. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse number 3, from the message translation, it says, I am finding that not all believers are believers. Oh, 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 okay, now I see what I did. Okay, that's the title. Thank you, Holy Ghost. That's the title. The title of Second of Thessalonians chapter 3, and I was wondering, it says on the paper, those who are lazy, good God Almighty. The title of this section 
uh, uh, one, two, and let me see if it goes all the way down. Matter of fact, the title of this chapter, it says, those who are lazy, and thank you, look, I'm disciplining myself, right in the middle of the Bible study, drop back down and go to where you're supposed to be. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Don't read the whole thing. I am finding that not all believers are believers, but the master never lets us down. He'll stick by you and protect you from evil. All right? Now I'm going to switch over to the Bible hub. And, oh, no, 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 all that. Thank you. See, that's what I get for writing down initials instead of writing it out. All these are in BibleGateway.com. This is easy to read. Verse number three, listen to this. But the Lord is faithful. He will give you strength and protect you from the evil one. See, I don't know if you wake up in the morning, but one of the things you may want to wake up in the morning and say, thank you, God, for you are a protector and you keep me from the evil one. Thank you, God. You know how he used to say, oh, king, live forever. When Daniel, uh, when the king came to the to the lion's den early in the morning and he says, oh, king, live forever. God has shut the mouth of the lion. My God is faithful. You rise up in the morning and off your mouth. See, if you don't train yourself, the first thing that comes to your mind might be your routine. It might be your schedule. It might be the the things that you have to do that day. That's why you wake up with a headache. That's why you wake up and don't want to get out of bed. That's why you get a headache. Listen, when you even start to go towards that job or go towards that duty or to go towards that chore, why? Because it's a headache to you. Maybe if you change the way you get up in the morning, when you get up and know that God is in control, I dare you to start doing it. I'm telling you, bless me real good. God willing. God willing, I'll do this. God willing, I'll do that. God willing. Sometimes I'm on the phone with folks, and they ain't going to understand what I'm talking about. But in my mind, it's God willing. God willing. God willing. God willing. If God will allow this, if God lets me do this, if God allows my golden days to roll on until I get to that point, then I'll get to, I'll, I'll get to do what uh, we said we want to do on that day. Uh, uh, what is this one? I love this one, too. Here it is. Verse number three. But the Lord is faithful. He will make you strong. This is the Living Bible translation. He will make you strong. And guard you from satanic attacks of every kind. Good God Almighty. Thank you, God, for protecting me. When it says danger seen and unseen. Thank you, God, for making me strong. I am strong in the Lord. When I say I'm healed, I'm whole and I'm strong. I'm not just strong physically. I'm strong mentally. I'm not just strong physically and mentally. I'm strong spiritually. I'm strong not because of who I am, but because of who he is in me. I am strong. I am healed. I am whole, and I'm strong. I'm fighting against it because I still feel the effects of my body uh, uh, decaying. I still feel the effects of my body trying to go in the, in the negative. That's in the sick, in the ill. I feel the effects of it. When I feel the effects of it, guess what? I am healed. I'm whole, and I'm strong. I feel the effects of the enemy, listen, or my sinful flesh trying to take on the entire project. 
when you start to feel the pressure of the entire project, I'm calling it a project just for this uh, portion of the of the of the study. However, it could be the entire gamut of what you have to do. When you start to feel the effects of that and it starts to stretch you, I am healed, I'm whole, I'm strong. I am listen. I am a a I am uh what do we want to call it? Ah I'm disciplined and I am prioritized and, and it is coming to me. I am I am organized, thank you, God. I am organized, I am disciplined, I am a prioritized and productive person. I breathe in the spirit of God and I breathe out stress. Good God Almighty. Anything that's uh, listen, this is trying to stress me. When it comes upon you, you've got to learn how to deal with it, and then you've got to deal with it with the Word of God. If you don't deal with it with the Word of God, who are you dealing with it with? Are you dealing with it in your own strength? Thank you, Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is so good to me. Turn to the next scripture. Here we go. This looks like uh, BibleGateway.com as well. Second uh, huh. Timothy. Okay. And we're going to look at chapter 4. Chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4. And it says here, uh, look at it in the Amplified. Chapter 4 in the Amplified. Is it broken out? It should be. Chapter 4. And we're looking at verse number 17. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Chapter 4. And we're looking at verse number 17 and 18. Watch this. But the Lord stood by me and strengthened and empowered me so that through me, thank you, God, through me, the gospel, the message might be fully proclaimed and that all the Gentiles might hear it. And I was rescued from the mouth of the lion, the Lord will rescue me from every evil assault, and he will bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Here we go again. Easy to read. Easy to read. Looking at seven, no, easy to read. It says this verse number 18. Easy to read verse number 18. Listen to this. It says here, and the Lord will save me when anyone tries to hurt me. He will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. Glory forever and ever be the Lord's amen. All right? The Lord will save me when anyone tries to hurt me. I, I hope you get it, that you don't have to worry about being in Southeast on a, on a what is it going to be, Thursday night, tomorrow night when we go for Bible study. We're going to be in Southeast. We go down to the church. We don't do the prayer meeting over, over the phone. We only got a handful of folks that come down, and I'm telling you, we're on it. 
we singing praises to our God. We are reading the scripture. We're reading the Bible, calling this word back into our remembrance, and we're calling on God to have his way in our lives, to rule and super rule all over this world. Have your way in the leaderships of this world. Have your way, O oh God, in the people, in the body of Christ, O oh God, knitting us together that we might truly know how we are fitly joined together, building up our relationships one with another, causing your word, O oh God, to be a part of our lives and not just a part of Sunday morning or Bible study or Sunday school, but it, that it's a part of our daily lives, that we have communication with you on a daily basis, and that we trust that every enemy that comes against us got to deal with you before they deal with us. Thanking you, dear Heavenly Father, for giving us the privilege of another day and allowing us to stand strong in you, knowing that the wisdom that we operate in is not in and of ourselves, but God, it is from you, it is for you, and it's to your glory. Thank you, O oh God, for making us and causing us, O oh God, to be saved by your grace, letting the blood of Jesus wash us from every sin, causing temptations to not be able to overtake us, but giving us that way of escape, causing your word to be in us as lightning and causing us to be strong in you, to fight against every enemy, to being there for our brothers and sisters in Christ, that we might be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, keeping on the whole armor of God, causing your word to ignite us and cause us, oh God, to be a force to be reckoned with in the spirit. You got to learn. Listen, this word, this is what we do. Why? Because we know, verse number 18, in the uh, uh, um, Living Bible Translation, I'm talking all evil will, this is what the God, God will do. He will deliver me from all evil. So that's what you've got. Listen, you got to know this thing, and you got to know it. I'm talking going and coming. Why? Because if not, listen, when you go to those next levels of temptation, um, the enemy is going to, I'm talking, he's going to run roughshod over you. Listen to this. Uh, it says Bible Hub, and it says Bible Hub, but guess what? i tell you what. Okay. Um, what are we going to do? Luke. Luke chapter 22. Verse 31, check this out. Luke chapter 22, help me, Holy Ghost. Watch this. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. But if you look at that same verse, in the English Standard Version, did I write that down? I didn't write it down, but God is good. God is good. He will, Oh, my God, he just loves me so much. He, he, listen, you get ready to make a fool out of yourself, but God, listen, if you love him and trust him, he'll, no, -uh, son, I got you. I got you. It ain't on the paper, but I got you. It says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demand, demanded, listen to this, the translation of, of Satan asked, he demanded to have you that he might sift you. He demanded to have you. Listen to this, New American Standard Bible, he he has demanded permission to sift you. See, if you get it, if you really get it, that there's a war going on between darkness and light. And what the enemy does is he requests of God to be able to sift you, to separate you, to separate your, your, your spirit man from your flesh man and to get you to not focus on your spirit but to focus on your flesh. Okay? 
Good. Go to go to the next page. Thank you, God. Matthew, did we do this already? Let's go up here. Matthew 13, 19. Bible Hub, the Bible Hub, you only can pull up one verse at a time. All right? In the King James Version, King James Version, listen to this. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then comes, watch this, the wicked one. That's what he say. Deliver us from the wicked, the evil one. He catches it away, that which was sown in his what heart. This is which re- this is he. Thank you, Holy Ghost, which receives seed by the wayside. That's why it's, it's, it's you got to keep this this ground within you. You've got to keep it uh, broken up, follow ground. Sometimes when I see those trees that are toppled over, the soil around it doesn't look rich. It looked dry. It looked like it wasn't getting fed properly. Um, sometimes, especially if it's in a manicured uh, environment, landscaped environment, thank you, Holy Ghost. If it's in a manicured landscaped environment, then you wonder what's going on because the landscaper is supposed to make sure that that particular area right around the roots, the trunk of the tree, is saturated with water, that it is so that the roots of it can be strong. It shouldn't be dry. Why in the world in a landscaped area is that tree, I, I hope you all understand I'm going somewhere with this. I'm not talking about uh, uh, brick, the Brickman landscapers. I'm not talking about true, true, uh, what is it called, lawn, lawn doctor. I'm talking about life. If it's a manicured area, that's an area that's well kept is the area, watch this, that's monitored. And then after it's monitored, it, it you literally apply what you see that landscape needs. Okay, let's switch it over. That's why it says if you meditate on it day and night, you'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You ain't got to worry about it. Let me tell you what they do in the landscaping. What they do with the landscaping, they got a slow release bag. They have a slow-release water bag that they can put by the baby trees. When they first plant the trees, they can put this slow-release water bag right by the tree that will allow a little bit of water to seep out and feed it periodically. Why? So it'll be strong. Good God Almighty. So it'll be fed continuously. So it'll grow and be strong with the nourishments that it needs. The Bible says that if you meditate on it day and night, listen, you're getting your nourishment and you'll be like a tree that has a slow release bag on it. You'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that'll bring forth its fruit in its seasons, the leaves will not wither and whatsoever it do whatever you do whatever whatever you do will prosper you won't have to worry don't you worry about a thing don't you worry about a thing don't you worry don't you worry it's coming to pass don't you the enemy is causing you to be worried the enemy is causing you to think about it the enemy is trying to get you to think about it in your own strength when you let me tell you something you're talking about anxieties you're talking about worry thank you god you're talking about fear you're talking about how these things can have that effect on you and how it can transform you into being a worry wart it's because you're trying to do it in your own strength but when you turn that thing over to God, when you know that it's God for him to do, 
It's all up to you, Father. If you don't do it, it ain't going to happen. If you don't do it, listen, if you don't do it, I don't want it to happen. It's all about you. It's all about you, Father. It's all about you. And if you don't make it happen, then I don't want it to happen. Why? Because then that's going to be of me and that's of flesh. God, I want you to get the glory out of this. All right? That's Matthew chapter 13, verse 19. So you've got to get this word, and you've got to soak this word in, and you've got to realize how, what, what effects it has. When the enemy sees you trying to get in this word, let me tell you something. He's going to distract you. That's why you wonder about having Bible study. I don't wonder about it. You would say you're having Bible study on the phone. How do you know people are listening? Uh, are they sitting down at their desk? Are they sitting there with the phone on speaker, and they're listening and taking notes, and they're following you? Are they on the Bible? Listen, I, listen all I can can do is lead you to the water. I can't push your head down and make you drink it. I can't cause, listen, you getting the bits and pieces, you over there at the uh, at the, the, the stove frying that chicken, or you wiping up the floor, or you got it in your earbuds sitting in the car, but you looking around and seeing what folks are doing, and you, I, listen, I have no control over that. What you've got to do is saying, God, I, good God Almighty, I did what you told me to do. Can you be confident that you're doing what God told you to do? And let me tell you something. You'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You're going to bring forth your fruit in your season. Your leaves are not going to wither. And whatsoever you do, whatsoever you do. Pastor, how many times are you going to say it? Whatsoever you do it. One more time for the Holy Ghost. Whatsoever you do. So don't worry about it. Okay, can we break it down? Are you being a wife? You're going to prosper. Are you being a deacon, a trustee? You're going to prosper. You got your own business? You're going to prosper. Whatsoever you do. Why? Because I meditate on the Word day and night. And when I meditate on the Word, it's not just Bible, 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 Bible. No, no, no. I'm meditating on His promises. I'm meditating on His promises. Hallelujah. I'm meditating on his promises. Listen, that's what I stand on. Listen, when Jesus was on the cross, listen, he knew he had to say certain things on that cross. Why? Because that the prophecy, that the word of God, it cannot be a lie. So when God promises, you got to know he's faithful. The one who promised is faithful. Good God Almighty. The one who promises, my confidence is not in me. My confidence is not in my experiences. My confidence is not my ability to learn and to regurgitate what I have learned or to teach someone else. My confidence is in God. My confidence is in his word. That's why he says, thy word is truth. Sanctify them. This is how you cleanse yourself through this word. That's why Bible says, you wonder, you say, why didn't why come the people didn't uh, uh, attend Bible study? How come they're not getting on the phone? See, we went to the phone. Why? Because people would not come down to Southeast on a Wednesday night, and then it's dark outside, and then the shooting going on. We've been trapped in the in the uh, by the police. We've been trapped inside the, the the church before, and we couldn't come out because the teep. Police tape was out there. They had somebody held up in the house across the street. We couldn't come out of the service. So people, they know it's dangerous. It's in southeast Washington, D.C. It's shooting that goes on over there. We've had the small memorials of the bottles and teddy bears and balloons and things of that nature where people have been shot right next door on the sidewalk of the church, right adjacent to the building, right adjacent to our yard, our property. Thank you, Holy Ghost. But guess what? 
We put the Bible study on the phone so you don't have to worry about that. And guess what? They still don't go. They still don't. But guess what? You don't have to worry about it. Here you go again, picking up something else to worry about. Because they didn't reject you. It's not that you don't know. It's not that you can't teach. It's not that you can't preach. It's not that you can't share. It's not that you can't exhort. That's not the point. They're rejecting me. This is about God. When you leave it about God, when you put it about you, then guess what? You're going to start flipping out. Come on. We got a few more scriptures to go through in a little bit of time. All right? Um, Turn with me real quick. Genesis. Can we look at one verse? Yep. Genesis. And we're going to look at chapter 22, verse number one. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Genesis chapter 22, verse number one, it says, look at it first in the King James. In the King James Version, it says this. It says, and it came to pass that after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham. And he said, behold, here am I. And what I'm dealing with here is that the Lord revealed about what we're going through. And sometimes you don't want to go through what you're going through. And here it is that it says that God tempted him. But if you look at it in another translation, and I believe it says here the ISV, International Standard Version. I'm believing that's the International Standard Version. I believe that's the only ISV. It says here, uh, sometimes later, God tested. Okay. Then the King James said he tempted. Now it says he tempted, tested Abraham. And now in this last one, this last version, it says here, the AS, I believe that's the American, American, thank you, Holy Ghost, American Standard Version, and it says here, and it came to pass that after these things that God did what? Proved. He proved Abraham and said unto him, Abraham. Now watch this. When you look down, when it comes to this uh, uh When we break this thing down, if you look in the Matthew Henry commentary of these verses, it says that he shows the disposition. This is what he does when he proves us. He shows the disposition of the heart, whether holy or unholy. This is what he does. Now, now God has a thing. He doesn't tempt you with evil. We already know that, right? He doesn't tempt you with evil, but what he does do is he allows you to go through certain things to show you the disposition of your heart, whether it's holy or unholy. When God proved Abraham not to draw him into sin, as Satan does, but he wants to show strong faith is often exercised with strong trials and put upon hard services. So God will allow you to go through some things that are very, very tough. However, he'll show you that in the midst of what he allows you to go through or that he puts you through when he says, Abraham, offer up Isaac, 
I'm right there for you. It's not for you to crack. It's not for you to go to evil. He's not. He don't tempt you with evil. He doesn't cause you to do evil. However, he will strengthen you. When God knows that you're strong, as he did with Job, he'll, he'll allow you to be flaunted. I love you so much that you're strong in me, and I'll flaunt you in front of the enemy, that you are my child and that you'll stand strong. In Job chapter 1, verse 22, the Bible says, In all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. It says, read that, Job, Job chapter, come on, I ain't got but a minute. <laughs> Job, I'm going for it until the last minute. I'm telling you the God's truth. Job chapter 1, verse 22, it says, read it in the uh, uh, New Living. In the New Living, listen to what it says. In the New Living if I could get to it real quick. New Living. It says, in all this, Job did not sin by blaming God. Hebrews chapter... In Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 15, as we close out, Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 15, it shows us that, guess what, the great high priest went through everything that we went through. It, it didn't say he proved them. It says he was tempted. He was put out like in, in front of the enemy to test him and to, to, to tempt him just like we are. But in that, he did not sin. God is looking for us to pass the test. God is looking for us that when we, when we pray, Lord, deliver us from evil. When we when we approved by God, guess what? We take we pass the test with flying colors. We call on God. We call on God to be our strength, to be our rock, to be our fortress. God is my rock. He is my fortress. Father, we thank you and we praise you. We bless your name for being such an awesome God. We thank you for this time of studying in your word. We pray, O oh God, that you would deliver us from evil. Deliver us from evil. In the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Thanks to God. Thank you so much for sharing with us in the Bible study. We pray that you will be with us on next week. Uh, God willing, we will be, uh, what is that? Oh, that'll be in May. That'll be May the 3rd. May the 3rd. God bless you. Have a good evening. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.